0: But I, O Lord, cry to you. In the morning, my prayer comes before you, O Lord. Why do you cast my soul away? Why do you hide your face from me? Psalm 88, verses 13 and 14. Sometimes when I was trying to match a picture to uh, a psalm, or what I was going to say about the psalm in the book, uh, I uh, act on sort of a counterintuitive plane. And what is pictured in the book uh, is a sunrise. Um, a sunrise that took place uh, on the Appalachian Trail in the state of Maine uh, on an August, after, uh, an August morning. Uh, I awoke, I was in a tent, I awoke and I saw this amazing, the amazing colors of an unusual sunrise on a lake. And I took that picture and I think it's here because the psalmist says, I, "I cry to you in the morning; my prayer comes before you." And oftentimes, people will um, get sort of in a feel-good mood, but there's no nothing uh, feel, feel, you know, good feelings, sort of you know, the rainbowish uh, kind of feeling. And what's going on in the psalm? I address. Uh, the question of what you believe here. And what I I said, the atheist hangs his hat on the absence of God. He scans the heavens on a starry night and sees nothing. He starts in denial and argues all the way down to the empty bottom of a black hole. Images of beauty and majesty do not stir him to, uh, to, to awe. He is trapped in a conclusion.
1: Yeah. And, um, the process of that is obvious for what we would call the atheist or the one who does not acknowledge god but even as human beings we have this a tendency that we want to escape god i think the classic biblical story is jonah uh who gets a call from god and flees in the opposite direction then even when he's in trouble he cries out lord hear me from my depths from my despair and i don't think that moment when we're running from God, uh, when we're chasing after some pleasure or some comfort, we realize how darkness and heavy it's going to be if we move away from God. And the psalmist gets here. These last six verses end kind of odd for a lament uh, complaint psalm. Usually the complainer, the psalmist starts with his complaint, but comes to the end and says, in the end, I'm going to praise God. But this one ends in darkness. The psalmist is in darkness, and his companions have even become his darkness in this time. This speaks to the long-term sense of uh, feeling abandoned and having questions about what God might be doing or not doing in our life.
0: Right. I, uh, uh, last night, I watched um, uh, Shadowland which uh, there was a BBC film of uh, Joy uh, David, D- Davidman and uh, C.S. Lewis. It's, it's a, an amazing story. Uh, but in their relationship right after they marry or right at the, about the time they marry, uh, she becomes afflicted with cancer. And the, and the time they spend together is actually painful, uh, painful in just about every way. And at the end of it, it, uh, C.S. Lewis, at the end of the thing, and I think you uh, uh, wrote about it in a, a, what was it, A Grief Observed, I think is the book. He writes about uh, losing joy, who is really the first love of its kind. He was an unmarried man in his middle years, When uh, he did marry her and he fell in love with her, actually, it was kind of a friend. He was doing her a favor by marrying her so she could live in England with her children. But then that became a love relationship. uh, And he really, he asks the question, God, why did you do this? Where are you in this? And I think that this psalm really matches that uh, in many ways, that feeling he had, that despair and
1: that sort of questioning his own faith in a way. Yeah, it's a, an amazing account and really helpful to people who have gone through suffering or in the middle of it. And uh, I highly recommend uh, Max McLean's rendition of this that he does in uh, New York theater uh, or he travels as well around uh, the country and I think even to England as well. But it's an amazing depiction of the struggle that C.S. Lewis went through as he wrestled with suffering in the face of God.